I fucked it up. This is the first week I was going to do it, and I fucked it up. This week on Next to Nothing, Rev gives us a review of the new installment from the Dread X Collection. We talk about the future of loot boxes in Brazil, give you guys some tips on keeping your gaming gear in tip-top shape, and I made a new intro stinger. Look at it. Isn't that pretty cool? That's fucking cool, isn't it? Right, guys? Right? Uh, right? Fucking cool, dude. So fucking cool. Extra nut. Let me just flate myself on that. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Next to Nothing, a podcast for gamers on a budget. I am your host, Danny K. With me, as always, the wonderful, the beautiful, the Mr. Green Elite. Green, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. I, I got my uh, new router in today. It looks like a goddamn manta ray cross with like a B B12 stealth bomber. So I plugged that in, got all that stuff set up, and my internet's running actually really good today. So, but I'm doing good. How are you, Danny? I'm doing fantastic. Real quick question for your new router: Are we gonna get a review of it uh, of it here soon? Soon, yeah, soon, very soon. Dope. I have uh, a lot of questions for you. First time I switched from uh, Linksys to Netgear. So, ooh, Did question you- number one about your router: Does it route well? we will find out very soon awesome because i want to like you and i will have to like compare and contrast what the apps look like at some point i i do have to say the app does look nicer than the linksys app Mm. right off the bat shots fired shots fired with us 99.9 percent of the time it's the powerful it's the beautiful it's the padre the revsven how you doing Oh, I'm doing well, man. Stressing myself out over trying to like meet fake deadlines that don't even exist. Uh, my goal was to get all of the Dreadx videos out today, and I'm just like, yeah, why? <laughs> like, why am I putting myself through so much pressure when I didn't even start playing it till yesterday? But aside from that, it's uh, I- I'm doing good. I've got everything done. I'm just doing some exporting now, and I'm I'll be good to go. Yeah, you know, I kind of wish I had a life where I had fake deadlines. Jeez. It's fun. It, it's fun. It's it, it. It. I don't. I don't understand how I'm in such a, a a stressless environment, and I somehow manage just add stress to it. <laughs> it's like you know what? You know, I need to treat this like a real workplace. I'm gonna make myself hate it. <laughs> the house is burning around you, and you have the coffee mug. Just this is fine. This is fine. It's fine. His it's fine. giant it's fine. one gallon water bottle. This is fine. well we appreciate all of you guys who are watching and listening and joining if this is your first time with us we hope you guys enjoy and get a lot of value out of the show if you miss any part of the show you can find us on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found every week we do have a question of the week uh if you guys want to answer that in the live chat or you guys can leave it in the comments of the youtube video or you can even tweet at us. And the question this week is, what is the dirtiest part of your gaming rig? What is the dirtiest part of your gaming rig? And I don't mean the hard drive where you keep all your adult content. Okay? That's a naughty hard drive. Why the, the fuck naughty. am I getting called out, dude? We haven't even been live for 10 minutes and you're already <laughs> attacking me like this? What in the fuck, dude? It's be- I mean, dude, just the, the shit I saw on that hard drive. I, it, it haunts me. It haunts me every night. I can't unsee it. Don't kink shame me. <laughs> so yeah, let us know in the live chat, in the YouTube comments, or you can even tweet at us. 
tweet at me at Danny K D A N I E C A E. And uh, yeah, any other? Um, oh, I should say this at the top of the show. As I say, we we do have a little bit of housekeeping. So I was informed by our podcast media host that uh, they will no longer be offering the service tier that we're on. Uh, and quite frank, which was the free service tier. And quite frankly, I don't feel like paying for their service. So we'll be uh, migrating podcast hosts. Um, so we'll be migrating podcast hosts. So if you uh, see anything different or change, um, something a little wonky happens, if you're listening on the podcast feed, that is why. I'm going to do my best to keep everything uh, as um, normal as possible for you all. Uh, but just be aware that that will be happening in the coming weeks. Um, I, be- I believe I'll be making that change by the first of next month for sure. Uh, once I once I figure out all that stuff. So yeah, that's uh, that is that. Padre, start us out with the DreadX collection. All right. First and foremost, full disclosure, I was provided a key for this game, Early Access, um, and I tried to push it to the very last minute because I was given the disclosure with with it that there were a few bugs still remaining that they were trying to get worked out before launch. Um, So I pushed it to the very last minute, and I I started playing it yesterday, uh, finished it this morning. And I I, I skipped the meta narrative. Let's go ahead and start with what the DreadX collections typically are. So the DreadX collections are a basically a game put together by DreadXP, um, which is the publisher. And they're a subsidiary of DreadX. Anybody who's a fan of horror movies probably has heard of DreadX. Anyway, so DreadXP takes these indie devs and says, hey, do you want to be a part of this? If so, we're going to have you put together a whole small indie horror game in 10 days. And there have been three of them so far up until now. Uh, the Hunt is the fourth. And they're all, there's always this over-encompassing meta-narrative within the game. So like, all these little games you're playing are kind of just like they're kind of like story um the story padding while the meta narrative encompasses the whole thing which i did skip for now because i put it out on youtube and i want to leave something to the imagination but i will be playing it tonight on stream after the podcast is over so i will be able to kind of give a little bit more in-depth discussion on that at a later time for the hunt they did something different they decided to make it uh seven devs when usually it was like 10 to 12 and they doubled their time to 20 days to release or to, to get these games completed. And the, uh, the whole encompassing theme is first person shooter style. Now there are, there's one game in it that's third person, but it's still that same shooter style. Um, and I will tell you this out of some, for somebody who's played, uh, the second and third dread collection, this one was my favorite of of the three that i've played now and it's it i think adding that extra 10 days to develop the games made a world of difference um i did run into a couple of technical issues with one of the games that uh was a little frustrating at first but i didn't really i I was i was keeping in the back of my mind that hey you know i was informed that there will be some bugs still moving forward and it, it was bogging down my obs studios on my recording for that just that one particular game all in all it was a very fun experience it I each game ran anywhere between 30 minutes and an hour. I don't think I went over an hour on any of the games, which is different because I know on DreadX 2 and 3, there were a couple of games that I went about an hour and a half to two hours on. But the still the overall, like just what I was able to do still gave me a full play time of like 
six, almost seven hours. So it, it was a lot of fun, and I can't wait to actually get into the meta narrative. But if you're if you're watching this on the screen right now, you're seeing the first video release, which is called Axis Monday. Now, Axis Monday is done up almost like a fatal frame. I think that's how you pronounce it. I don't, I don't pretend to like understand language and whatnot, how things are pronounced. But uh, <laughs> this one was done up like a, a fatal frame style where there are ghosts and stuff that you get rid of using your camera. And you also, there, there's some kind of like time traveling aspects to it. It was, it was a ton of fun. I actually really enjoyed the storytelling in this one. Uh, it had a kind of a personable story. A few little kind of like little quick jump scares that weren't like necessarily designed as jump scares. I was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and got may, maybe just peed pants a little. Um, and then I, I, I want to kind of give you a little bit of a rundown on each of the games. After Access Monday, there was uh, there was one, I, I can never remember the dang name of it. I think it's called uh, Uptena 64. It looks almost like Turok on the cover, and it's done up where you're actually having to hunt down these infected animals that have been infected by this thing. You get to learn where the infection comes from and everything, and then there's a really cool big boss battle in it. Then the third one was called Rose of Meat by Mr. Pink. That one I've been following development on for a long time because of how just weird and off the wall and grotesque everything looks in it. I don't really know how I can even describe that that particular game. It's it, it's it's crazy. Then there was uh, there was one called um, Seraph, what was it Seraph, Seraphixia? I think is what it is, is how it's pronounced. But it was done by Vetus Games, the same people who did um, Arcade Letra in Dreadx Two, and it was a it was a lot of fun. It was the one I had a few technical issues with, but all in all, the story was still really good. The shooting and everything was good, and and the game itself didn't have any technical issues. It was it was how it clashed with my OBS studios that was the frustrating part. So if you're not even like planning on recording or streaming it, it's not even anything of concern and what i noticed whenever i was recording it my frames were dropping on my obs but the game actually still looked perfectly fine so that wasn't that wasn't really an issue from a gameplay standpoint just from a content creation standpoint uh and it was one where you play this father going to try to find your daughter who joined this commune she sent you a letter that said hey uh i don't want to be here anymore there's a creature here though and i need your help and so you go into the submarine and disappear into this like alternate reality and that's where shit gets real weird um, after that one was a game called Bra uh, Black Relic by Torpal Duke. Um, you may have remembered in Dread X3, Torpal Duke did Chips Tips, which was like the really weird kind of mind fuck version of Blues Clues with that, like the actual like FMV style gameplay, but they were cut and paste into the into the game itself. It was really interesting. Um, this one, you play a monk in a monastery who's essentially trying to stop the resurrection of a bunch of Nephilim from an ancient order that had taken a rel uh, taken the black relic from your monastery. And then the last two, um, the second to last one was the fruit the, that that one right there. I'll, I'll be hundred percent honest. The fruit was my favorite game in the whole thing for having been made in 20 days. It was incredibly smooth. I had zero clashes with my OBS studios and the gameplay and storytelling were both really good. Uh, you, it, it ends up involving some eldritch things, uh, you actually have to use runes and incantations to get rid of things that are like flying at you. And, and you get a gun that's like an old school, like uh, it's almost like a black powder, but it does carry. It does have bullets, but you have to do the full like when you're reloading, you have to pull the hammer back, pull the chamber up, put a new bullet in. And the, I mean, it was incredibly difficult at times, but a lot of fun. And then the last one was House of Unrest, which was a uh, it was kind of an exorcism style game where you ended up going through this house with this priest had tried to basically get rid of this demon by taking it upon himself until help could arrive and you were that help 
And so you go through the the house trying to uh, trying to get everything together to basically perform this final ritual to get rid of a demon. And those are basically that's kind of a rundown of all seven games, and they're all incredibly fun and really well done, honestly. Boom! Dang! Right? Dang! Take a breath, Rev. Jesus. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> so, um, Steel. what was that? Lungs of Steel. Lungs. I of can't steel. believe I remembered everything. <laughs> like, I was going to ask. You usually don't write anything down. Did you write something down this week? Not at all. Nothing. Nope. I was hyped. Overhyped. Yeah, I was just watching my own gameplay from Axis Mundi. It, I, I'm telling you, it was. I'm I'm excited with how this one played out. Like I said, I'm a, I'm a big fan of indie games. Obviously, indie horror is another thing I'm a fan of. And you kind of put the two together for what you get here. I've been a fan of the Dreadx collections for a while, and and obviously you're going to have some issues with games that are put together in ten days, you know. But this one, this one just performed better than the previous ones, and was just really, really well written. Yeah, and I will say something with. There, there's there is like a special quality to something that's been put together on a specific timeline it like there's there's a difference between something that is just absolute shit because either a it's a cash grab or it's incompetence or b or i'm sorry there, you know there's just something wrong with something that's like built that way that's just absolute shit and is not worth anything but if there's some jankiness just related to a challenge of some sort like it makes it endearing like a game jam game, right? Or yeah. like this, which this is essentially a game jam, at least in my opinion. Yes, very, very much so. Um, a lot of people would, would agree with you on that. So there, so there's, uh, there's a bit of, um, there's something endearing about that, right? There's something yeah, charming about that. Yeah, because there's a challenge put forth, you know, at the beginning of the thing. You know, it's not like they're, they're like pushing these deadlines, like, oh man, you know, we're running behind. We got. They sit there and walk up and literally, you know, when they get ready to sign up for this thing, like, hey, you want to be a part of this? where you have this amount of time to put a game together and it's like yeah yeah let's do it we want to we want to see what we can do in that amount of time yeah it's it's so it's it it's funny because it's almost like with, with that little amount of time you think it's it kind of resembles like a crunch type situation but it's not really crunch because it's part of their own challenge that they've given themselves purposefully you know and i think it's cool yeah so which of these games so far has endeared you the most, would you say? Are we talking out of the collections or out of every game from the collections? Yes. Let's start okay. let's start with with this particular collection and then kind of okay. look over the 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 series as a whole. Okay, so while Performance-wise and writing-wise, I felt like the best game was The Fruit. Axis Mundi um, was the most endearing to me because of how different it was. It, it had all this lore behind it that you could actually recreate by pulling pictures out of this journal, and you, have, you recreate those pictures in your environment, you unlock a piece of the lore. And it, I liked... It, it, was, it was a lot more chill um, for being like a horror and shooter-style game. With with the photography and everything, and the story it was telling in the background was very endearing. Now, if it comes to out of out of every game I've played out of all of the collections, um, that does make it a little bit tougher. I would have to say, honestly, endearing wise, 
chips tips from by Torpal Duke from Dread X three because it was it was like it was like a side scroller. Everything was made with real stuff when it comes to the characters, but they were plastered on like a fake background. It was like Blues Clues, but with very unsettling horror elements. And then there was a room where a bunch of wizard rats were having a dance party. So that was that. That was really cool. <laughs> but I think if I had like when it, and again that comes to when it uh, to being endearing. If I had to pick an actual favorite game out of all of them, there was one called Submission in Dread X3. It was it was really interesting because it was built around the idea of developing a game, but doing something wrong and developing that game. And you actually have to like semi code in that game. But if you put things together wrong, then shit really goes sideways and it turns into like, like demonic donkeys and all kinds of stuff coming at you. It was it was a really interestingly done game. So I, I'd say out of every one of the Dreadix collections, my favorite game out of all of them so far was submission from dread x3 yeah the next question i was gonna have because dread x collections are always horror based mm -hmm. for this one how would you best describe the horror is it spoopy is it does it like get you the jump scares uh is it more creepy is this a game that green elite would be able to play so really, i would say it's a good way to phrase it I think Green would be able to play it. There were a couple of games that had a little bit more of like an actual like jump scare slash like kind of trippy vibe to them. But in the end, it wasn't necessarily as scary as it was built around horror elements. You know, the idea of demonic possessions and the, the idea of ghosts and, you know, mutated creatures, while not inherently being scary in themselves are horror elements type thing, you know, and, and a lot of the games in this one kind of felt that way because they are also like first person shooters. And that for me personally, if you have a weapon in your hand, the game becomes way less scary. I don't know what it is. It's always been that way for me. And there was no real like survival horror element to any of it. It was all like, like actual like FPS horror. and so to me, it, nothing about it was necessarily scary so i think i was actually telling green before the podcast started i think you would actually enjoy some of the games that were involved in this yeah so definitely something I'd, I'd be willing to try out yeah it's it's enjoyable it's I, i'm really i want to see what the overarching meta narrative is now like the whole encompassing one because the way they're built they're actually so the dreadx collection itself is a launcher so whenever you go in and you go to click one of the, you go to click to play one of the games it does launch the game in a separate window um and so anything that's not launched in that separate window is obviously the overarching meta narrative. And that's where that's where I'm still intrigued to see where it goes. That may be scary as hell because it takes place in an Arctic base called Arc 2. And Arctic base is always kind of, you know, there's that seclusion aspect to it that always kind of gives you that that unsettling feel. So we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, yeah. And sorry to pick on you, Green, there, but I, I just know you hate the horror games. It's to be expected. I hate horror games. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do plan on, on playing some horror games in the future. So. Yeah, we, we were supposed to play Phasmo, but some stuff went down last Wednesday, and I wasn't able to play Phasmo, and uh, so we, we're going to have to do that soon. Soon. It's okay. Well, that co-op Outlast game is coming out at some point. Outlast Trials? Yeah. You tricked me. <laughs> no, I didn't trick you. Yes, you did. Don't you fucking <laughs> lie to these people. Uh, Got me good, you son of a bitch. 
Um, now, now, anytime Danny sends a private message, I always look it up first before I say yes or no. <laughs> I even looked up looked up Pixelmon. Shit. <laughs> I didn't trust him. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask what happened with the Phasmo stuff last week because I was really wanting to see that, but I guess maybe later this week, huh? Yeah, quite possibly. Uh, hopefully, yeah, hopefully soon. I, I forgot to make an announcement in my thing saying that it wasn't, you know, didn't happen. So yeah, I so I'll give you the quick, the just kind of the kind of quick rundown. What happened? I uh, I was finishing up Everhood, and the ending of that game was it took a lot longer to finish than I thought. And I was ending stream right about the time we were supposed to start playing, and I was just exhausted and covered in sweat because zero ventilation. Yeah, and I ended up falling asleep. <laughs> hey you know what you needed that good rest you needed that good rest yeah you did which good next thing you fall asleep on our friendship it's okay yeah it's i do oh, dude don't feel that special i fall asleep on all my friendships <laughs> i got i got i got accused of quote uh, quote unquote um oh what actually i can't even quote unquote it because i don't remember exactly what he said but uh he, he my my best friend from high school talked about how i bailed on him to hang out with wingles i'm like the dude's living in my front yard. <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you could have come down to hang out. <laughs> wow, that sounds like a real personal problem. Um, I like sleep. <laughs> so that was the Dread X collection hunt review. Uh, you know what the game industry is dreading? Ooh, I like this. I like where your head's at. Go for it. <laughs> the fact that Brazil might ban loot boxes. Ooh, EA get fucked. Yeah, so in Brazil, the National Association of Child and Adolescent Defense Centers, or ANSED, has launched an inquiry aimed at banning loot boxes in the country. In Brazil, gambling, in all of its forms, are uh, is illegal, and this authoritative body is arguing that the randomized monetization mechanics are a form of gambling. Um... They are, of course, targeting the usual suspects. You guys want to... Don't look at the show notes. Don't look at the show notes. I was already looking at them. Damn I already it. called one of them out, though. Yeah, I already called. I called one of them out before we even... Before I read them. Green. I also looked at the show notes. Ah, uh, I should have said it for... Uh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, EA, Riot, Activision, Tencent, Ubisoft... EA, Activision, EA five times X, <laughs> X five, Riot. <laughs> um, so uh, loot box. Oh, is that uh, no, never mind? Never mind. <laughs> um, if the ban is passed, they would introduce fines that would be roughly seven hundred six thousand U.S. dollars daily for non-compliance, which is a pretty fucking penny. Yeah. Yeah. That's uh that's a that's a good chunk of change daily for non-compliance. That's a lot of damage. That's a lot of damage. Um my question is though, is do you think they make enough money in Brazil to maybe be willing to take that hit? I doubt it. Mm, I don't know. That's a for me that's a tough one to say really. Mhm. That's daily too. Like I could see him maybe making a few million in Brazil a year, but not enough to offset the $706,000 per day for not being in compliance. Yeah, yeah uh, I, would, I would say they'd probably end up just pulling. 
How can they enforce that though? Like legitimately, like if if the like let's say uh it's a US based uh publisher, right? Like EA. Mm-hmm. And they have this fine setup in Brazil. Can they technically enforce that because it's not a you know a headquarter in Brazil? They, they if they don't pay the fine, I assume they would pro- probably pull production on imports of the games. Yeah, like they could, they could they could regionally block them for not paying for not paying I could, fines. I could see EA or Activision being like, "Fuck you, I'm not paying that shit." Like, I don't know. Oh yeah. Uh, I don't know exactly. It could be, it could be enforced through, um, through like denial of business. So they could just say, the the government could probably just put a kibosh to traffic coming in from those services. Um. Yeah, I'm sure there's ways that they would that they would enforce that. And I looked it up. Brazil's economy is worth uh, 1.36 trillion dollars oh um i i know it's a it's a growing economy i don't know where it would stack up next to i mean let me see what the worldbank.org says um the world bank's got to be trustworthy right um <laughs> you would hope so one would hope hmm, let me look up uh the cia world factbook they've got to be They've I mean, got to be trustworthy, that's an economy right? Economy at whole as a whole, though. I mean, that doesn't account for how much they actually spend in video games. Yeah, yeah, their spending mm-hmm. habit could be different, but it's a, if it's a large enough economy, they don't want. I don't think anyone would want to necessarily be locked out of it. I know it is one of the world's fastest growing economies. Um, yeah, I I don't know how necessarily the enforcement would go. I didn't know that gambling was wholesale illegal in brazil i didn't either that's actually that's really interesting yeah that was really interesting to me um why why am i not finding it on the cia world factbook how large their economy is and uh, the 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 national medium okay um gdp growth inflation rate credit ratings real gdp gdp official per capita um according to this gdp GDP per capita 2019 estimate um, would be fourteen thousand dollars six hundred and fifty six hundred fifty two daily. I think that's their yearly. Oh, yearly. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Um, I think that's like I think that's what the average person makes per year. Uh, oh, 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 average person. Yeah, okay, yeah. Sorry, I'm sorry. Um. Interesting. So yeah, that's what uh, that that's what's happening in Brazil. That might I'm going to be surprised if that doesn't happen. Um, Agreed. I mean, if if gambling wholesale is illegal there, I'm sure I'm sure they're going to get rid of it because the last thing they want are their ki- are kids developing gambling centric habits. Yeah. Uh, which. Also, when I was researching this story, I did see a few others. I didn't add this to the show notes, but I did see uh, more studies in the UK are just affirming the things that we've already talked about when it came to studies in the UK uh, on this particular topic. Yeah. Uh, So science is being science. Fucking science, dude. 
and uh, reproducible results are being found, which means there's a a strong link between a strong correlation between loot boxes and problem gambling behavior. Um, going on to our next topic real quick, and then we'll uh, take a break after this. I'm sorry, guys, but we have some pretty bleak news. Very uh, bleak. Very bleak. The bleakest. Yeah. Especially for people like Danny who don't like to listen to their friends. <sighs> Six, listen here, you son of a bitch. Let's turn, turn my light down. Just going to go on ahead. Do the flashlight below you. Yeah. Um... So according to NVIDIA, during yesterday's shareholder event, which, by the way, they had a big event yesterday. The reason we're not talking about the rest of the event uh, is because it really isn't worth mentioning. It was mostly stuff uh, for servers and other things like that. They were uh, talking about their dedicated wham to the servers. <laughs> dedicated wham. Um, yeah, no, they announced like a new CPU. Um, I think it's called like the grace or whatever. And it's, it's for servers. It's not really something that, uh, your average consumer who would be listening to our show would be looking at getting. Um, okay. So yeah, yesterday they had a shareholder event and Nvidia believes that supplies may not come up for a while. Quote, overall demand remains very strong and continues to exceed supply while our channel inventories remain quite lean. We expect demand to continue to exceed supply for much of this year. We believe that we will have sufficient supply to support sequential growth beyond quarter one is what Colette Cress CFO wrote in a blog post. Um, Although I did see some notes in the uh, article from PC Gamer that Acer is giving us a small ray of hope. Um, and they said that sh uh, shortages could ease up by the second half of this year if the supply chain if the supply chain strengthens. But that's a big if and could. If and could. Yep. Very if and could. If and could. I'm going to keep using that. The it's most if and could. <laughs> um so what does that mean danny if and could no the news <clears throat> gpus aren't going to be hitting the shelves in 2021 Wong. green was right oh damn i said <laughs> this early 2020 damn green was right I'm always right, and you just choose when to listen to me and when not to listen. To me. Uh, you're not always right. Uh, right, chips. Oh, so here's an interesting thing uh, in our chat. Cheater McLurk, here's his prediction: as the Ethereum blocks become more difficult to mine, we'll see more of those used cars cards hitting the market, especially when the Ethereum 2.0 staking process starts to take hold. That's a prediction from our very own Cheater McLurk, who. Uh, you know, I would trust him. I would trust You're him on here first. Yeah, I would. I would trust Cheater. He's a he is a tech professional. No, Those are not words that usually now. go together. What? <laughs> I would. I, I would trust Cheater. I would just Cheater. <laughs> True. If it doesn't pan out, make sure you at him and not at us. No, at me. I don't know if Cheater's on Twitter. At me, and I will tell Cheater. His land, his landlord is one of my really good friends. So I'll just tell his landlord to evict him. <laughs> a 
There you go. Action. I'll make if he's wrong, I'll just make him homeless. <laughs> <laughs> Ruthless. <laughs> Cutthroat. All right. Um, let's go on ahead and take a quick break and then we'll come back and talk about uh PC maintenance tips. Stay right there. We'll be back in two minutes. Are you a coffee lover? Do you need a little pep in your step in the morning? What about knowing where your coffee comes from? Is that important? Well, try Grampian Roast Coffee on Etsy. That's Grampian, G-R-A-M-P-I-A-N. And see our selection of single origin and blended coffees. Use code REVSVEN, R-E-V-S-V-E-N, at checkout to save 15% off of your purchase. All right. Thank you guys for letting us take that break. We are back. And, oops, I, I went to the wrong scene. Hey, look. I'm showing you guys behind the curtain on accident. It's time to talk about some PC maintenance tips and tricks. So with the shortage and the general state of the market, we thought it would be a good idea to take some time to help you guys out with keeping your existing machines in tip-top shape and running a little bit longer for you and a little bit, little bit better. Um, so we did a lot of research on PC and even some other, uh, maintenance, uh, for, um, laptops and I found, did a little bit of stuff on consoles. Um, we're going to break it down into some general things that you want to do. Um, and then some more specific things that you're going to want to do. Uh, so the first general thing. I want to talk about is some supplies that you're going to need, especially if you plan on doing any of the work yourself, which you probably should know how to do if you have your, if you own your own PC. Um, so first things for supplies, there's some, there's probably some debate on this and I will, I will gladly hear debate, but the first thing I would recommend is an anti-static wrist strap. Um, especially if the environment that you're in is prone to static like places that are dry, carpeted rooms, stuff like that. Green looks like he has a very... I feel like he, he wants to debate me on this. I shouldn't. No? Anyways... For sake, yes. But, uh... Be a man. <laughs> <laughs> Working on electronics, don't wear an anti-static wristband. Be a man. So uh, the question is, is, why would you need an anti-static wristband? The thought is, well, it's scientific fact that electric static discharge can kill electronics. Um, it's happened. It's happened. It I, has happened. I believe it's increasingly rare. But, and this is just my opinion, if I spent you know, 500 bucks, $700 on a, on a graphics card. And I know I can't get one for a long time. And I need to get into my PC case. I'm wearing the anti-static wrist strap. <laughs> for cheap as it is. <laughs> for, yeah, okay. for $5. So, usually like the, the biggest uh, points you have to worry about uh, when it comes to like an electric static discharge is uh, the motherboard. Yeah, because it and has the, a lot of open PCB. Mm -hmm. um, so at that point, that's why, I'll, like, if you watch a, a YouTube video where they're putting a PC together, they usually put the the motherboard on the motherboard box because cardboard isn't uh, conductive to electricity. 
Yeah. So that's when you like, you know, always follow the guideline. Make sure you put it on something that is not conductive. Mm -hmm. Uh, Make sure that you thoroughly discharge yourself. Like, let's say you take off your sweatshirt and you're wearing a a fuzzy shirt underneath or you just got out of your cozy bed with like a very fuzzy blanket to work on your brand new PC and put the CPU in the motherboard. Make sure you discharge yourself. Yeah, and you'll and you discharge yourself for those who don't know electrostatic science. Uh, you just touch something metal, right? It's that classic. Just yourself, yeah. Yeah, you. It's that classic. You zap yourself when you touch a, a metal doorknob or something. Um, yes, uh, cheater in the uh, chat. As long as you are touching the metal chassis of your case while you are touching internal components, you are grounded to your machine. Yeah. So uh, that's a bit, but. Again, anti-static wrist strap is always is something that a lot of people recommend. I figure for five bucks, if it doesn't come with yeah. something, you could you could get it. Um, it's not necessary. Yeah, like, don't go don't go absorbent. Like if you're gonna get one, like a lot of kits, like PC building kits, will come with one that's yeah. like a relatively cheap one. Um, don't be like the Verge and just wear a Livestrong bracelet and think that's an anti-static bracelet. <laughs> Wait, um, was that a part of that video? <laughs> Yes, he was wearing a Livestrong bracelet. He's like, you got to wear an anti-static bracelet, which was connecting connected to fucking nothing, which defeats the purpose. Some people will put it on and not connect it to anything. Yeah. Like that also defeats the purpose. Um, so don't don't go and buy a, like the gimmicky $40 ones that you don't need. Yeah. Just if you're going to use one, you know, if it, the kit doesn't come with it, buy a cheap $5 one. Yeah. Uh, the next thing I have on the list here of supplies or tools that you're going to need is a set of precision screwdrivers and bits. Um, I did check the iFixit website. The cheapest set they have is the Minnow driver kit for about $15 USD. Uh, which one? I was going to ask you, Green, because we've talked about it before. What do you have? I have the uh, Mako driver set, the 64-bit driver set. It's yeah. very nice. Uh, the Mako, I saw it on their website. What does that uh, run for? Uh, I believe it was like thirty dollars, thirty-five, somewhere around there. Okay, Roughly. um, uh, let me double check. I'll I'll get a quick price check. Yeah, I did a quick check on Amazon, uh, just to see what would the the b- best bang for your buck that I found was the Kaisi, uh, large kit for twenty dollars USD. It was one hundred twenty-six pieces. Um, it also had some other things for prying open um, bezels and like for phones and laptops and such. Um, I'm assuming quality will vary on a lot of those uh, a lot of those toolkits, just like regular tools or non-precision tools or non-electronics tools. Uh, so do your research on that uh, and find one that you feel comfortable buying. What was that, Green? Thirty-four ninety-nine. Thirty-four ninety-nine for the Mako. Yeah, for the Mako. Yeah, uh, all all the bits are magnetic. Um, mm-hmm. They also have a magnetic pickup piece and the extension piece, which is very nice. So, yeah. Um, the next thing I have on the list, I actually have a can of it right now. Condensed air. God, I love that stuff. Um. Now let me, as you mentioned, uh, Rev. Uh, if you're under 18 in the States, you'll need a parent <laughs> or super cool adults uh, to pick this up for you. You will get carded. <laughs> you will get carded at Walmart when you buy a can of condensed air. Also, don't use it to get high, you fucking degenerates. I'm looking at you, Kyle. 
and rev. I, mind your business. No, I'm <laughs> I, I actually, I would, I, I knew, I actually knew a kid who died from uh, using condensed air to get high, and uh, it kind of kept me from ever really wanting to do it. So I'm, yeah, I'm off that train. I uh, <laughs> I was fucking around yesterday because if for anyone who doesn't know, uh, condensed air, uh, the can gets cold as you spray it and as like you shake it and shit like it's I can, I can actually feel it kind of getting cold right now but it's super cold <laughs> when you flip it over so i hit my hand with it and it like it gave me like a bit of ice <laughs> on the on the palm it was not comfortable yeah no, don't it'll do burn that you. yeah you so be very careful with condensed air don't fuck around with it like an idiot it also has a bittering agent in it, so if you spray it for too long, you can start tasting that bittering agent. Yeah, because it's a pre- preventative for huffing the air. Mm-hmm. So it does not taste good. So just like if you're gonna use it, make sure you use it quick. Yeah. Um, cheater just coming in fucking clutch here. Uh, and I did see these. I the only reason I didn't mention these was because, you know, I was trying to keep it like real base uh, cost, but if you're doing a lot of work on computers and stuff, uh, you can get electric air dusters um, for like right around 50 bucks. Um, or if you're an everyday man and you have an uh, air compressor and like in your garage, you can also get a, an attachment nozzle that does do like the pinpoint precision air spray, which works the same way. Yeah. Yeah. Or you could just blow into it with your mouth like a fucking man. <laughs> Be a man. Yeah. Oh, this is something I didn't realize. Again, coming in clutch. Um, you can hold down your fans when cleaning them. Uh, that way you don't overspin the bearings and ruin your fans. Good tip. Uh, the next thing I have on the list, and this isn't really something that like I would say is top tier. I've never needed to use it. Uh, isopropyl alcohol. Uh, it can be used as a cleaning solution. It can be used to break down grime and even disinfect. Um, and I'll talk about what you would use that on later on, but if and you can get that in varying amounts. Um, I've never actually had to buy isopropyl alcohol. I'm assuming you have you you get carded for it, so you might need you like a seventy percent. Yeah, preferred. Um, um, I've used that. You always want to keep a bottle. Like I would recommend buying a bottle of alcohol, like isopropyl alcohol, just because like not only can you use it for like when you're replacing um, stuff, but like. It's a good like first aid equipment at home. Yeah. It's so. otherwise known as rubbing alcohol. Yeah. It, yeah. And it, it can be used in a lot of different cleaning solutions, which this is the this is the former janitor speaking. Never mix a chemical with anything other than water. That's so, how you create yeah. mustard gas. I was about to say mustard. bleach and ammonia. <laughs> bleach Damn it, Peggy, that's mustard gas. Whoa. <laughs> There's a whole episode of King of the Hill about it. <laughs> yes. Never mix a chemical with anything but water. Okay. Or, that's... or just concentrate. <laughs> um, uh, the next thing on my list is thermal paste. One thing I su- can suggest is uh, get a higher quality thermal paste than what comes with your CPU. Uh, is that the Corsair thermal paste? It is Corsair, the TM30. TM30, yeah. Not quite as spritzy as the, uh, what's it, the the 40, I think. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, it, it, does, it does work. 
Yeah. Um, so the first thing really is um, you want to keep that on hand. Uh, you generally shouldn't need to replace it more than every few years. Um, that was according to some of the reading I was doing. That kind of depends on your environment, uh, your own computer, and stuff like that. Um, but, but if you are swapping any CPUs with coolers at any time, always just replace it. Don't reuse. Yep. Yep. Never reuse. Once it once you break that plane of it being compressed in the uh, the cooler, always just reapply. Yep. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say. Anytime that you're oh, uh, reinstalling a cooler, you'll want it. No, exactly. Knock, knock. Who's there? Interrupting cow. Interrupting cow who? No! <laughs> um, the, uh, I have a few more things here that you might want to keep around for doing any sort of maintenance on your devices. Uh, one thing is a screen safe cleaner, wipes or a spray. Um, if you use a spray, make sure you have a microfiber cloth. Uh, also, and I'm gonna get, I'm gonna probably get redundant with some of this shit. Don't spray liquids directly on your devices. What? Yes. So uh, I also actually, um, when it comes to the screen safe, so the wipes, I actually bought. Where's it at? Where's my box? Here it is, at Walmart for like six bucks. Comes with uh, fifty wipes. Now these are like little, I mean, they, the, the, the wipes themselves come in packages that look like fucking condoms. Uh, moist <laughs> towel. <laughs> moist towel. Yeah. Um, also shame on you. What? You're, you're ruining the environment, sir. F for those? I'm sorry. Get a microfiber towel and some spray, a spray bottle. Oh, yeah. Fair spray enough. water directly on it. <laughs> um yeah i heard you can use mountain dew as a lens cleaner um yeah yeah, yeah it's just a little sticky yeah uh another thing you might want to keep uh is disposable gloves just plain non-powdered nitrile gloves i maybe Damn. for some for some little things um that is the one thing that we've had on the list that i don't have at my desk is is disposable nitrile gloves yes yeah, and yeah, make sure if you're going to, I honestly have never really needed gloves on working on any of my stuff, but if, um, you know, if it's something that you want to do, you can help kind of keep, keep things cleaner, uh, prevent uh, getting grease on, you know, your finger, your filthy human fingers on, on shit um, and, and whatever else. Make sure it is the non-powdered gloves, though. Um, so I did some quick math. Uh depending on where you are, where you're ordering things, um, you're looking at maybe somewhere between $55 or $65 American total for a, a, a decent starter set of stuff. Yeah, and always keep, uh, keep your eyes out for an Amazon flash sale because they do a lot of the flash sales on like those precision sets. I would like to, I would like to also throw in something on that Amazon thing. Keep an eye on Amazon.com forward slash overstock. It's a whole separate website uh, that's connected to Amazon that's strictly their overstock deals. And I noticed last week there was a lot of interesting, probably useful things on there. Was it overstock or, uh, uh, fuck. I don't think outlet. it's fuck. Outlet. It, may, uh, it may be outlet. It may be outlet. I'm pretty sure it's outlet. I saw, are we referring to the same TikTok? 
Probably. Yes, it's outlet. Sorry. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Yes. Outlet. I'm in clutch. I'm a TikTok yeah. guy now. Hey. Um get on my level. So yeah, some of those things are also consumable, right. so they'll, you know there's stuff that you'll probably use. Um getting out of the physical realm for a minute, um some things that you're gonna want to do to help maintain your PC in terms of the um software side. I'll, I'll probably not the best way to describe it, but the software side. Um is it's always a good idea to purge your system of junk files and bloatware. Uh, if you notice your PC is starting to slow down or take longer to load, uh, you might want to go through some of your files and delete some of your unnecessary files you have. Uh, a few things that you might want to keep on hand when you do this uh, for um, software, you probably want something like malware bytes to scan for viruses and do that you know once a month or so. Um, Revo Uninstaller is another good tool. I believe I mentioned it during our free uh, software episode. Uh, that's good for tricky uninstalls where something just doesn't want to uninstall properly and it leaves all sorts of files behind, stuff like that. Revo Uninstaller is great for that. Um, for Windows 10, uh, if you go to the taskbar and type disk cleanup and select the Windows app uh, that is built in, uh, this is a really safe way to delete some files um, because it won't delete anything that's required for Windows to run. Right, you're not going to delete your System32 or whatever doing that. Um, also, you can defrag your hard drive. Again, you can do this in the uh, taskbar. It pulls up a built-in app. It helps you optimize your drives. Um, uh, if you use Chrome and it's starting to run slow, check your cookies cache every so often to help improve load times. Um, another thing, especially if you download... Uh, a lot of apps right away limit your startups don't let too many apps uh, boot up on startup they can gobble up a lot of resources and drag you down um, myself I don't let any program run on startup like that's just a general rule of thumb I will usually go in and make sure that nothing starts on startup for me same um, anything that you wanted to add there green uh, for programs, uh, not necessarily for like cleaning cleaning up, but like uh, MSI Afterburner, which I've talked about before, um, which has an option for uh, a diagnostic for your GPU um, to give you the best possible benchmark for your GPU on how your GPU runs. Um, and with like the best safest overclock that you can do on your GPU. Um, which no overclock is, you know, quote unquote safe, but, um, the, the highest possible overclock that they can put on it without putting too much stress on your GPU, um, can actually make a world of difference with GPUs, especially older ones that are, you know, if you never overclocked before, um, you can actually see some moderate improvements there. Um, and then the userbenchmark.com. Um, I've used this a lot. It's a, just a, you go on there, you click download. Um, and it'll uh, download, it'll run the, the benchmark, and then it'll tell you how your PC is standing. Um, this is really good for diagnostics because, uh, like, I've had issues with my SSDs and my my RAM um, not, like, actually functioning where they could have been. Um, when I built my PC, I forgot to turn on XMP and BIOS, and it was like, hey... 
your your RAM is not running. It's like running 30% less than other users. Um, so it's a really good community tool. Um, you know, just to see how your PC is setting and how much better your PC could be. Um, not necessarily with you know GPU or new new CPU. Like if mm. there's something that's like functioning that's a smaller part that's still available. I mean, it's always good to swap that out too. Yeah. Uh, something uh, that was mentioned in the chat once again, uh, don't defrag your SSD. It'll do more harm than good. Um, That's kind of one of the points of having an SSD, isn't it? So that way, yeah. I mean, like, so defragging isn't even a thing. Yeah, you know, I, which I have um, an HDD and an SSD right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't have an M.2 in my system because it's not new enough for M.2. Um so yeah, that. But if you have an older laptop or computer that has an HDD, you can defrag it, and that's a really good point. Where yeah, SSDs you don't need to defrag. Um. So uh, that's. So we've gone over the things that you should have. We've gone over some of the things that you can do regular um, software maintenance. Let's go into the physical part of a desktop compute computer. Right, tower, monitor, keyboard, mouse, stuff like that. And I'm going to preface this because I feel like if I don't, someone's going to come and bitch to us. You didn't say not to do that. Anytime you are working on your devices, make sure to properly shut them down and remove them from their power source. And hold the power button down for a few seconds to discharge. Never pour or spray liquids directly onto your devices. And before before performing any maintenance, be sure to do some research on the procedure you plan on doing. Do not fill your desktop with beans. I've seen it happen. Does not end well. Yes. Just because Linus... Filled his uh, desktop up with fucking mineral oil and made an aquarium-looking fucking PC. Doesn't mean you can without doing the proper research. We are not responsible for you damaging your device. Take everything we say with a grain of salt and do your own research. Good? Good? Be a man. Be a man. man. Fill your desktop with beans. Be a man. (laughs) So, uh, inside the PC... Lots of dust, hair, and other materials can get caught in your PC. Uh, So if you have filters on your case, be sure to clean them out regularly. I forget to do this every so often. Um, That can also be done with a condensed can of air. Uh, If you um, have it really bad, maybe you need a brush of some sort, but make sure it's uh, like you're, you know, you're taking precautions and like being static safe and stuff. Um, Something I currently don't do, but I really need to, is if you have a PC off your desk, right? Like, or, you know, not like on your desk, um, and it's sitting on something, say, like carpet, you might want to get a stand or a platform uh, for it to sit on. Uh, this helps increase airflow and prevents overheating. It also helps, uh, you know, not pull in so much dirt and dust and hair and stuff and to build off that make sure that when you like if you have not installed your pc yet or like built your pc yet 
and you are building it, make sure that you put the the PSU fan, you know, facing to where it pulls air in. I've seen a lot of people put the PS, PSU upside down, and that's not how that works. Yeah. So Here's a great, again, cheater coming in just fucking clutch tonight. Yes, remember to back up your devices, especially if you're making any hardware changes. Absolutely. Um, so I did a little bit of research. A stand or a platform you can buy for like 20 bucks, uh, or if you're handy, you could just make it with some scrap wood. Those are options. Um, so yeah, uh, another thing that you want to do for the inside of the piece uh, for your machine is proper cable management. This goes for both inside and out of the PC, actually. Um, when you need to get into a case, having neat cables will help prevent extra strain on pins and connectors. Green is looking kind of guilty. <laughs> um, it'll also help you... Pre- uh, it'll also also keep you from like snagging something you didn't intend to snag. Uh, and when it goes for things like the outside, it'll help like all your IO, right? Your HDMI, your display, your USB, um, all that stuff. If you properly manage it so that things are um, not being tugged and pulled on or getting bent, it'll help uh, improve the, it'll help improve the quality of the equipment as well. Um, it'll also help keep uh, the life span good. I like forgot how to English there, but we're we're fine. We're fine. Cord be bad, computer be bad. <laughs> exactly. Uh, my first when I switched back to PC from PS4, uh, my cousin and I put the PC together. Uh, I didn't really care about cable management. Until I got like a nicer case and you know redid it and put in a, a second PC. Um, so now, so now that they're up to up up to par with oh sure. up to sniff. Oh, the sniff. Linus would be like, oh yeah. Uh, yeah, and then um, when it comes to like the inside of the case. And again, Cheater, I was actually going to mention this. Cheater also mentioned it. Make sure your fans are facing the right way. It's really, really funny when Steve at Gamers Nexus is reviewing a case. And the first thing that he brings up is that the fans are installed wrong. It's happened several times where the things that should be intake are exhaust and vice versa. This shit happens. Like it happens to everyone. Um, don't say like for real. Don't say you haven't done it. Like if you're if you built more more than like a few PCs. Like uh, when I got my all in one for my stream PC, I thought that the 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 fans were uh, in a push pattern, but they were in a pull pattern for a front facing. And I have it, or no, for a top mount. So I had to actually change, like, I turned it on, I felt it, it was pushing air out the front um, for a, uh, yeah, push, and I needed it for a pull orientation. So I had to swap the fans around. So it happens. Just got to pay attention. Yeah. Most fans have, like, a little arrow on it telling you which direction they're pushing. So. Yeah. 
Um, so moving on from the desktop, and that's mostly stuff for your tower. In, uh, I do in... want to. Oh, good. Put some add something in here. Um, if you if you're on like a standard SSD or uh, HDD and you have a slot for M.2, if you have a motherboard that's compatible with it, and you want to do an upgrade to your uh, your your heart, uh, your storage space, uh, M.2 is a really good option to switch to. And there's like M.2s are available right now. Um, just make sure that you have a uh, you know, get the gen that your motherboard is compatible with. Uh, but you'll notice uh, like a, a huge like boot up time improvement switching from an HDD to an M.2 or even an SSD to an M.2. Um, so if, if it's in your budget and you want that like nice boot up performance or um, like in between, like if you're, if you're an FPS player in between matches boot up a lot faster as well, or at least they used to. So uh, M.2 is a really good option and, and there's a good amount of them right now. They're not like GPUs. Yeah. Um, the next thing I had on the list was keyboards. Doing some maintenance on your keyboards. If you have something like me that's prefab, generic ass, Logitech, wireless, the best thing to do is just regularly spray it with condensed air and like get under the keys and stuff like that. Um, you can uh, get rid of some of the, get rid of some of the debris and stuff like that, but these things are pretty tight to where they're not going to get a ton of debris. But uh, it also goes to say that don't play with dirty fingers. <laughs> don't don't like don't spill truly on your keyboard. Yeah, don't spill. Are you speaking from uh, experience, sir? Maybe, maybe. Um, so that's one of that's one thing. the 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 condensed air is a bit of a um a jack of all trades tool i suppose um if something is really dirty or being really stubborn you can pop the keycaps off and and really get at it with with some condensed air uh there are like uh key removal tools otherwise on some like shitty keyboards that i've really had like if you have like a ten dollar keyboard like i did for a while um i used on my multi-tool the flathead screwdriver just to pry it up but not necessarily the best results come out of that. Sometimes you can kind of get, when you put them back on, they can be a little janky. Uh, Green, do you have a suggestion for uh, keyboards? Um, if you're running a mechanical keyboard, uh, you want to get a keycap puller. And, uh, you know, just make sure that your uh, your switches are actually snug to the board. It, well, if you're, it depends on what board you have. Um, cause if you have a hot swappable board like I do, where you can swap the, the switches out, um, just make sure that they are actually snug and, and mounted correctly. Um, because if you have some extra gap in there, dirt can get inside. Um, but you know, a good key cap puller, uh, to help get those caps off so you can clean in between the switches is really nice. Yeah. Uh, Rev, anything that you want to mention on that? No, I'm still so I'm still like relatively new to the PC game in general, so I'm kind of just like taking notes and and paying attention for my own personal use in the future. Yeah. Can I help you build a keyboard? <laughs> what? Can Do I you help want... you build a keyboard? Do you want to? Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> He's biting sure. his lip. <laughs> you gotta, you gotta, you gotta hit it with the <clears throat> like the squint. Like. Um. Next is uh, controllers. I was gonna mention some uh, stuff for like game controllers. Um, don't shove it up your ass. Don't shove it up your ass, Jason Scryer. Um, I'm hoping he blocks me. I just want him to block me. Someday. He and by the way, he's not the guy who wrote that original Vice story. Um, Chocolade, friend of the show, uh, and, and next to nothing official historian, um, sent us a tweet where uh, he was complaining that Joy-Con drift uh, was getting worse and it's a pain in the ass. And he sent it to all of us and said, hmm, interesting choice of words, Jason. Did you see? I, I, I put the article in his replies and said, probably don't do that then. And just put the <laughs> article with it. I didn't see that. <laughs> I was hoping some, I was hoping he'd block me, but nope. He is, if, if for those who don't know, Jason Sh- Schreier, right? Schreier. Yeah. He's super thin skinned and he's a bit of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's, he's blocked a lot of people for not a ton of uh for not it's for not even like that great of slights um so for controllers uh a lot of the reading i was doing and i and i found some of this with um official um support websites from like xbox and stuff is most of them suggest using a dry method uh wiping the controller with a microfiber cloth um some websites i saw so again you decide how comfortable you are with this. Some websites I said that if you guys go back to the isopropyl or the rubbing alcohol, that you can use a solution of isopropyl alcohol and a Q-tip to break down some of the grind that builds up. Um, you, uh, if you have some toothpicks or thin, um, or anything that, that's thin and stiff, uh, you can use those to clean out ridges or the um, where things would uh, seam. So, like, you know, you have two pieces of plastic or whatever where uh, some grime, skin cells, um, Cheeto dust would collect. You can use a... Uh, yeah, yeah, right there. How much Cheeto dust gets collected in there? I don't use this one very often. Um, so not much. Um, there is, um, some like palm sweat on the screws because it's been sitting for a while. So it's kind of like rusting, cal- like calcifying. Cal- cal- I don't know how to calcifying. I, I do need to clean this. Yeah. So they say, uh, use, you can use a, a toothpick to kind of clean up some of that stuff. Um, one thing I saw was that if the buttons are sticky or mushy, you can try to clean it with Q-tip and some ISO, uh, isopropyl or some rubbing alcohol. Isopropyl is kind of hard to say, so I'm gonna I'm gonna call it rubbing alcohol. Um, they also said that you could um, like get a piece of plastic or something thin to kind of ru- uh, run around the edges around the buttons to help try to clear up some of the stuff that might be causing it to stick. Um, it's also not super hard to take them apart. Yeah, I, I did see some stuff about um, taking them apart. I didn't want to personally suggest that. That is an option. I don't know if I would necessarily feel comfortable taking them apart, but that is always an option. 
I had very little experience like working with controllers and I got the hang of it. Like I, I was like uh, replacing shells and stuff with a, a quick YouTube tutorial on PS4 and Xbox one controller. So, I mean, it, it's not super difficult. Just kind of make sure that you're, you know, you're careful with your hands. Cause there are some like um, ribbon connectors that can break, um, especially for like the, t- the touchpad on the PlayStation four controller. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it's after you get like used to like taking them apart, um, it's relatively easy, and you can take that front shell and soak it in in like soapy oil and stuff like that, or not soapy oil, soapy water, mm-hmm. uh, and clean all that stuff out. And then like the the button stickiness, a lot of the times it's because the plastic domes, like the repercussion domes on the the buttons, um, get like deformed for some reason. That's also a good way to get that back. Is to like take them apart and then you know reshape that dome. Yeah, get that done out. Um, I I one thing I also personally don't recommend just because I've had other devices go uh, fucking shit with it is I don't recommend touching the ports if you can help it. Uh, you you do risk damaging the pins, and I I have personally had uh, devices get fucked up from that. Um, the next thing, oh, this is, this is actually a really easy one that I'll mention. Um, if you have a device that has a 3.5 millimeter jack, don't in like, okay. So like, we'll just say like an MP3 player or a phone or something like that. And it has that 3.5 millimeter jack and you still have wired head headphones. Don't like wrap the headphones around super duper tight to where like, it's pulling on the right. So it goes in where it's pulling on the headphones that can actually cause issues with the, with the Jack, the headphone Jack. I had an MP3 player go that way. Uh, I learned my lesson. So that's, that's just a quick little tip from me. Um, all right. Laptops, because I don't believe everyone is just on desktops. That's, you know, obvious. So if you are doing some gaming on a laptop, here are some things that I found. Um, One thing that I saw over and over and over again is not to overcharge your batteries. Overcharging can actually negatively impact the regenerative capabilities of your battery and shorten usage time and battery lifespan. Uh, And I believe as it's kind of been happening, um, replacing batteries is getting harder and harder because of how manufacturers are designing their batteries. products now so that's something to keep in mind um hmm. i wonder why they're designing them that way danny maybe gee. something something that they just don't want anybody else to be able to work on hmm. and maybe people should check out our last episode on that exact problem Do um it. so it. this is something similar to the desktop on the carpet situation uh but if you But one thing you might want to consider buying is a laptop stand to help improve airflow at your workstation or for your lap. Uh, That way you can uh, both your computer and your junk stay cool. Mm. It's very important. Got to got to watch the sperm count, boys. Watch your sperm count. Those fan ones are super cheap, too. I think I bought one for like 17 bucks. Yeah. When I used to use a laptop, so. Yeah, and I, there's there's a lot of different ones, and you can get uh, different uh, like laptop stands that would, um, 
the uh it would have like uh a USB hub on it or like um other cable management stuff so it would like have like wires like so you could like bring your cable up to it and whatever else they can get pretty nice like they're not bad investments at all especially if you want to have a workstation for at home right so you come home from school or work whatever and you want to plug your laptop in maybe you have an extra monitor or something like that and you can like you can get pretty pretty bougie with it if you want to um and this is mostly for prevention, uh, more prevention, ca- uh, but having a protective case or a cover uh, or a good carrying bag for shock prevention, something you, you cannot, uh, you cannot uh, spend too much on, in my opinion. I have broken laptop screens by falling. Uh, I, I broke my first laptop <clears throat> when I was in college. Um I was, it was a really icy morning and, uh, my legs came out right from under me and I broke my tailbone and then I got to class and opened up my laptop and the top half, like the top, like 16th of the pixels on the screen were just dead. Was not fun. Big oof. Um, Omega oof. Uh, yeah. Also, uh, laptops. I know um, I've done this once or twice, I understand, uh, but don't leave your laptop in an environment like a car where the temperature is subject to change wildly. Um, that can... that can And theft. And theft, true. You know, I, I, I appeal to the baser good in people, but, you know, okay. I don't. I don't trust anyone. <laughs> um, okay, and while we don't talk about consoles that often... So I did do a little research for console uh, maintenance and and preventative measures to help keep your console running, especially if you don't want to like, have to try to find a new PlayStation uh, because yours is dead now. Um, a lot of the same things apply in terms of dust and hair and you know ventilation. You know, put it in a place where that has the least amount of chance happening if you can. Also, just make sure you clean ventilation ports and stuff. Again, condensed air, super easy. Not hard to, you know, not hard to do. Um, according to the Xbox, the Xbox support forum, uh, they suggest using only dry soft cloths to clean the surfaces of dust. Um, and they uh, say avoid putting consoles on a soft surface like carpet. Um, and that's for overheating as well. They also say don't put it near vents or in direct sunlight to help prevent overheating as well. Uh, and I'm just going to mention this because I found six fucking articles that all said this. Don't drop it. Avoid liquids and other obvious shit. Like don't stick your dick in it. Two pet thieves of mine. Um, what put your dick in it? No, living with roommates and having my PlayStation in like the main living area, like the living room area. Put the discs back in the case. Do not set them on top of the TV stand, like disc side up. That's fucking lazy. And uh, don't put like liquid cups or soda cans or pops, like pop bottles, on top of the PlayStation. My roommate had to buy me a new PlayStation 4 because they put a glass of milk on top of my PlayStation 4. 
left it there, and the cat knocked it onto the PlayStation. Yes. So, avoid liquids. Avoid liquids. Do the right thing. And cats. And cats, absolutely. I like cats, though. Put the ca- uh, put the discs back in the case. Like, like that. Like, that's not for. It's not for you. It's for me. It just annoys the fuck out of me. But who uses discs anymore? Uh, well, you know, console players. <laughs> yeah, especially the ones that like to keep their games. Fair enough. Um. There is, uh, like, if you, you can get, like, SD card holders. Um, if you are, like, a Switch player and you want to, um, like, take your games on the go with you and you don't want it to carry a bunch of boxes, you can get uh, plastic cases for SD cards, um, which will help, like, not rub it against anything and whatever else. Um, I think that's all the tips and, and maintenance things that, I, that we wanted to mention. Oh, most Switch uh, holders come with SD card holders now. Yeah, the one that I bought for our Switch has a has like a slot for like different games and stuff. Oh, cool. Buy a case for your Switch. Like if you're going mobile Switch, like uh, you know, taking it off the stand, buy a case for it and a screen protector. Yeah, and uh, if you want to avoid the Joy-Con desync issue, don't stick it up your bum. Exactly. Don't stick it up your bum. Uh, was there anything else that we wanted to mention in terms of like maintenance uh, that people should do? Uh, I should mention, do regular maintenance. Don't be like me. Don't be an asshole and like forget to do your regular maintenance on everything you own. Like It, it does actually help keep things working well and for longer. I haven't had an oil change in seven years. Is that is that serious? I'm very curious. <laughs> I am almost ten thousand miles overdue for an oil change. The I... oil's not the oil's not like filthy, and it's not, <laughs> it doesn't get low. So I'm just like I got it sometimes. Um, I am. Two months overdue, and the light keeps showing up. But the reason I haven't gone on, uh, gone in to do it yet, is because I'm going based on the miles. Because I literally drive four miles a day. Right. Like at, at most, I drive maybe thirty miles a week. My, motor oil does expire. Mm, it's synthetic, though. I, I think it's fine. I think it's fine. It does expire. You'll be all right. Don't okay. let yeah, Green yeah, tell you yeah. how to live your life. <laughs> I, I go off miles too. Yeah. So, so they, well, most most people do end up like going over the miles before they go over the date. Like Danny, you're kind of in a rare, a rare case right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, last <laughs> so uh, about this time last year when I was working from home, this is just a funny little story. Was my uh, car was leaking? My car, my old car, uh, was leaking oil. And I knew this, so, you know, it wasn't any, like, a big surprise. Um, I had to replace the oil in my car because I wasn't driving it often enough. Because it was just leaking. (laughs) It was uh, terrible. That uh, car is, uh, that car was abandoned on the side of the road a couple uh, weeks ago (laughs) uh, by the guy who bought it from me. So, 
uh, funny, funny story there. So do regular maintenance. It helps keep things uh, living fast or not living fast, keeps things living well and don't burn out fast. That's what I meant to say. Helps you save some money, especially when you can't buy shit right now. Uh, anything True. else, guys? Anything else? That's it for me. Yeah, like I said, I didn't really have much to begin with because I, I'm just kind of taking notes and learning. It's as much a learning experience for me as anything. I keep, I keep, I'm getting harangued in the chat now for the fact that I'm overdue on oil change. <laughs> Anyways, guys, uh, that's gonna wrap up the show. Green, what do we got going on for you this week? Um, well, I'm probably going to be playing uh, some more FPS games and, uh, I might, might, m might squeeze in an alien isolation stream. Ooh. And, like big, we're going to go ahead, going to go ahead and put a big might like in all letters. Like an all might. It. Yeah. All might. Uh, but hopefully we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Let's see if I work up the nerf. I haven't even seen the alien yet in that game, and I'm like shaking in my fucking boots. So. <laughs> oh, but yeah, you can catch me on twitch.tv forward slash Mr. Green Elite. I'm also on TikTok. Kind of, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm getting almost getting to the rev phase. Yeah, almost, almost a big hot shot on t TikTok, uh, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all the fancies. Um, Mr. Green Elite. Rev, what do you got coming up? Oh, yeah. Oh shoot! Well, I mean, as soon as we're done here, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna stream the Dreadx Collection Hunt on Twitch with the actual narrative tonight, like the the story behind it, um, and then no later than tomorrow, I'll have all of them uploaded to YouTube. After that, though, I don't know. I finished Everhood, so I'm kind of trying to figure out what my next move is. I'm gonna be streaming on YouTube every Friday, every Friday night. I'm gonna be streaming like little one shot games on YouTube. And if if things change there, I'll start doing some games to take a couple more, which this Friday I'm, I plan on starting Little Nightmares 2. I'll probably, I think I'm, it's about time. I think I'm going to dive into uh, Indie Game of the Year 2020, I think, uh, Hades. I'm going to finally dive into Hades. I think that's going to be coming soon. And you can find me everywhere at RevSvin TV, except on YouTube and Twitch, you just RevSvin. And uh, yeah, I got my schedule. I'm, I'm keeping it updated. So if you want to see what I'm up to, you can just look at my schedule tab on Twitch and uh, you'll find all my information there. Excellent. What about you, Danny? What you got? Um, <clears throat> so I left it up uh, to my to anyone who saw the uh, poll on Twitter on the next single player of the game that I'm going to play. And it was decided I'm going to start playing Shadow of Mordor on Friday. So uh, check me out there. I'm not sure what all I'm going to be doing the rest of this week. Um, I might default to Pixelmon. I, there are certain things that I want to do for the podcast that I don't know if I'll get it all done um, tomorrow night. So maybe Thursday we'll turn that into a creative stream. I'm not sure. Uh, but Friday for sure, Shadow of Mordor. Um, and yeah, that's basically all I have planned. It's not like the It's not like things can't come up. Um, otherwise you can find me on Twitter at Danny K D A N I E C A E and on Instagram under the same name. Uh, you can find me on TikTok under Danny K media and on YouTube under that name as well. I have put out a few TikToks. I don't know if people like them. Tell me if you like them. Um, 
And uh, yeah, guys, that's going to wrap up the show for this week. We appreciate all of you guys for watching and listening and joining us. It means a lot to us that you guys take the time uh, to do that. Um, don't forget the question of the week this week, which is related to our maintenance uh, episode here. Uh, what is the dirtiest part of your rig? What is the dirtiest part of your rig? And again, not that hard drive. I don't want to know what's on that hard drive. That's between you and your mom. Yeah, you do. Um, if you guys missed any part of the show, you guys can watch us in on YouTube, listen on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and everywhere podcasts are found. If you guys want to help support the show, you guys can drop a like, subscribe, and leave a comment. But the best way to support the show is by telling your friends and your mom. Tell your mom. Tell your dad. Tell your dog. I bet your dog wants to listen. Sands listens all the time and he fucking loves it. Yeah. That's my dog. Uh I bet my dad's cat loves to listen. I wonder He's not gonna he's not gonna like this week and shit talking cats. You know, uh just related, uh when I um was living with my dad and cleaned out the PC, you know how much fucking hair I found from that goddamn cat in my PC? <laughs> I still every so often like will find like a, a nook or something like that that apparently didn't get sprayed out properly and I'm like that doesn't look like Chase hair. That looks like Lewis hair. Anyways, guys. Appreciate you guys. Have a good rest of your week. We'll talk to you guys later. Bye. Kiss it. I love you.